there. I just wanted to share my uh, tip for Christmas, and that is that my husband and I got on a financial plan four and a half years ago. Um, we sat our kids down who were in their early 20s and asked them for their understanding and also asked them to only ask for one thing for Christmas every year and for their birthdays, and they were fine with it. I'm just sharing a tip with you that I learned through this whole lesson was that our kids were not as materialistic as I thought they were. <laughs> That's good. And you're training and you're also being intentional. I'm, I'm convinced when you're intentional in one area, just that act of saying we're trying to get our finances in, in tow here and we're going to get to the one gift uh, policy, uh, that's going to trickle down into every area of your life when it comes to other purchases and how you handle finances. And this one essential area, you can experience more freedom. Dr. Randy here from Intentional Living, carrying on with our discussion from yesterday. And uh, we'd love to have you uh, share your comments on our storyline at 888 We already have callers lined up, Artie, Billy, Barb, and others. We'll get to you in a moment. Parky Thompson is back with us today, financial coach, intentional living coach, and helping us really get a handle on this thing about finances uh, during the holidays. Appreciate you being a part of the show, and thank you, Parky, for coming back today and being here with us. Thank you again for having me. You know, we were talking before we went on the air, and uh, you mentioned uh, what was going on in Georgia about credit card debt. People, are, I've, I've read that credit card debt is going up, What's your take on what's happening with people now who are saying, hey, I've run out of the liquid cash that I had, and I'm going back to spending more on credit cards? What, what, what do you think is happening? Well, to just to that point, people are just, you know, they're not being intentional with the finances that they're limited on, and they're just allowing themselves to make decisions that aren't as tough. It's hard saying no to yourself and especially somebody else especially in the gift-giving time. But with the report that I heard this morning is that more and more credit card holders are becoming delinquent across the United States. And they actually rank that by states where I'm here in Georgia. Uh, it's the 10th uh, largest number percentage, and that's up around 8.9% of delinquents uh, of those credit card holders in the state of Georgia that are 90 days delinquent or more because they just can't afford to make the payments for all the decisions that they've made at this point. And many are trying to put more on there instead of just saying, you know, I've got to step back and I've got, I've got to do this. You said if you become intentional in one area of life, you can replicate that in other, mm -hmm. in other areas. Okay. And I'll tell you, that's exactly what happened to me back in the early 2000s. And what, I had a situation where I lost about 35, 40 pounds. And I thought, wow, this is really neat for me to be able to do that. But as I look back and saw that, it was a couple of years after we got intentional with our finances and realized that, hey, I was able to do this in, the, in this area, and I came to the realization I can do that physically, not just financially, but physically as well, if I will be intentional with my direction, my decision-making mm -hmm. process. It's hard. It's hard to say no. It's easier to say yes, but there's more benefit to you when you learn to say no, especially in the area of finance. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Parky Thompson, my guest today. Let's get to our callers. Uh, Artie is in Michigan. Artie, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, dear. Go right ahead. What's your take on this with finances in holiday season? Um, my husband and I used to, when we had jobs, we were able to spend money for our children and our grandchildren, and now we've got great-grandchildren. So... But it started leveling off because we lost our jobs back in 2008 when when the, the nation kind of went downhill. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so now we live on Social Security because we're at that age. But we don't have the money, but we do get together with family. We have big family luncheons. We have big family suppers, and we play games, and we and we praise Jesus because Jesus is the reason for the season. Mm-hmm. And we feel that we don't have to spend money because we've got 28 great-grandchildren, and that would be rather difficult to get every one of them something, um, even if it's something little. Yeah. So we just give them a big hug. We, we spend time with them, at, you know, like I said, for dinners, for breakfast, for lunches, whatever, and play games, and that's what we do for Christmas. And let me tell you a secret, Artie, what they're going to remember someday after you're with Jesus, uh, they're going to say, remember grandma or great-grandma? Boy, she was a great hugger. She used to hug. Never yeah. remember the little gadgets and twink, you know, the stuff that you bought or whatever. Uh, it's going to be your presence, who you are, your attitude. Uh, that's, that's a lot of wisdom, uh, Parky. And I, I do. You know what? Those gifts. Th- th- those gifts that we would give out, they're, they're going to go away. If it's a kid and it's a toy, they're going to outgrow it. They're going to break. They're going to do that. I don't want to talk about us as adults and how we outgrow the clothes, the shirts and the pants and all those things, but they're going to go away. But it's those memories mm-hmm. that'll last a lifetime, a lifetime. You just can't, you, you can't beat that. I, I, already great job. You don't necessarily have the financial uh, ability to do some, uh, you know, you kind of lost me at 28 great grandchildren, to be honest with you, but <laughs> I can't imagine buying great gifts just for the 28 great-grandchildren. But the truth is you're doing a great job with that, and you're really investing where it needs to be. And uh, I, I encourage you to keep that up. Family members are something yeah. you can never replace. The best gift is ju- just remember their names, 28 of them. You're doing pretty good. You know? <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> All right, Billy in New Mexico, welcome to Thanks the show you know, today. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. Appreciate your call. What's your comment on holiday finances? Well, my uh, family situation is kind of similar to the caller just before me. Uh, when my husband and I married, uh, we were both in our, I was in my mid-30s, he was in his late 30s. We each had two daughters. And then later, because of my work in adoption, we adopted a sibling group of, of uh, two boys and a girl. So we have seven children all together, and um, we have... 17 grandchildren plus spouses, and of course the children plus spouses. And then we have uh, eight great-granddaughters born already, and one more due to be born December 25th. So we have a lot of people to do gifts for. So we reached a point where I realized what I was selecting for my teenage grandchildren and their uh, younger counterparts was not really what they really wanted. And I couldn't afford the video games for that many grandkids. So what we started doing was once a year on their birthday, we give them a gift of $50 and they can spend it on whatever they want. And it saves me time, energy, and they're happy to get the money always. So that's how we've solved it. 
Right. For the little bitties, the great granddaughters, uh, we do just 25 until they're like five or six, and then we move them up to the bigger amount, and their parents can shop for the kind of toys they want. So that's worked out really well. And then we just get together a lot and have a good time every time we can, yeah. and we visit those who are out of state and keep up our relationships with them. But we've just, and we've told them, no more gifts. Our house is too full. We're getting rid of stuff at, the, at our age. Yeah. And so we don't want anything more except your love and your time and, and relationship. That's right. That's great. And um, what grandparent, what grandparent really knows what a 13-year-old young girl, young <laughs> granddaughter wants anyway, right? That's right. That's so true. All right. Thank you, Billy. Appreciate your call. We're talking finances today during the holiday season. And of course, Thanksgiving is uh, here. And I hope you have a great celebration uh, as a family. Uh, But there is a lot of pressure. I think, uh, Parky, at the holiday season to buy and do things, but it it sort of carries on throughout the year. um, My heart aches for people who are struggling. And you said yesterday on the show that you, know, you got some of your clients who are not struggling all that much because they've been either good stewards over the years and now they have uh, resources. And so the inflation, yeah, it's hurting them and it, it hurts, but it's not affecting them that greatly. But we got a lot of listeners today who are up to their eye, you know, up to their eyes in debt, credit card, mortgages, cars, whatever, and they're struggling. And um, and then you put inflation on top of it and they're struggling to, to spend a little bit more on, on turkey for tomorrow. And uh, that, that's a concern. What do you say to that person who's just feeling completely overwhelmed with their money today? Well, I, I would say we're not living our lives for somebody else. You, you've got to live it for you and your family, you and your husband, you and your wife, you and your children, and, and investing in those as well. And so we, we've got to make some tough decisions with that. I, you know, when you talk about the credit card usage, it's, it's kind of hard. You threw some things in there like cars and houses. In most cases, we're just way overextended. But a quick thing, you know, we can't do much about that house very quickly or about mm-hmm. that car payment very quickly and stuff like that. But we can stop the bleeding. We, we can stop the adding to the debt. I think we've heard some practical things today and yesterday of what people are doing as far as their finances and as they go into this holiday season to just simply say, you know, I, I'm not buying everything for everybody. I'm not spending a lot of money. I'm doing some practical gifts. I'm doing some things through the year. And just realize that we have to start that today. And I would tell you and your spouse, uh, your family members, sit down and set those expectations of what you're going to do. If we're cutting back on Christmas, and, and, and we've done this the last several years, is, is letting people know, you know, we're not doing this at Christmas and doing that at Christmas. So don't do that for, the, for us. All right. It's not a quid pro quo time. It's an opportunity to us to, to give to you. And so we're, we're not going to get in there and actually do this part of that one gift thing. You know, we set it at one gift or, or we're not going to do any gifts. We're going to be together. Don't be, feel like you have to do something because you think somebody else wants you to do that. Be practical with your money and realize, as we talked at the start here, things will probably get a little bit more difficult over the next year. And there's no better time to start this than right now, even at the holiday season. People tell me, you know, I can't start a financial plan. I don't want to get on a budget. I don't want to start cutting debt in the month of December because it's Christmas. And my response to them every time is, well, what's it going to be the next month? Mm -hmm. What's it going to be the next month? And there's something every month that just happens to be Christmas this month. Make sure you lay out what you can and can't do. Stick to that. One of the biggest things that you can do, if you set your budget for everybody that you've got, and I'm just making this number up at 100 bucks, go get that $100 out. 
have it in cash. Don't don't live on your debit card. Surely don't live on that credit card. Cut it up. Be done with it and stick to that hundred dollars. Make yourself make some tough decisions. We talked about yesterday visiting the dollar store. Those dollar mm-hmm. stores are going to be busy over the next several days because they've got the ability to give somebody something. All right. To say that I've given you something, but it's not necessarily the biggest thing, but I want to give you something. And I've got a client that gives me a gift, either mails it to me or brings it to me just about every holiday and my birthday, just a little knickknack thing. May cost a couple of bucks, but it's the thought that counts, right. and we can all do the very same thing. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. We're talking finances today on this eve of a very special family gathering time uh, for Thanksgiving. I hope you have great plans and just spending time together and enjoying each other. And then, Barb, we're going to get to you in Arizona. You've got an interesting question she wants to talk about to share with you. Uh, parking, we'll get to that in a moment. I want to ask you, I promised about crypto. I'm interested in cryptocurrency. What do you think about what's been going on? The housing market, a little more specifically, do you think people should hesitate, wait to buy? If they, if they don't have a home, they want to get out of rent and get a home. And then, uh, again, maybe a little more on how do people make 2023 some some financial goals that will help them get out of debt. We'll get get to all that in a moment. But first, let's take a break. We'll be back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. We don't care for our new pastor, but we like our church and the friends we have at the church. What what should we do? I am Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. That's a great question. Let me be very intentional with you. Get to know your pastor personally. Get active in serving others in the church. Pray for your pastor daily. Please never criticize your pastor to anyone. And then after one year from now, if you still feel that you need to make a move, Move boldly and with confidence and with a great deal of grace. But make sure when you do that you sit down with your pastor and you're clear on why you're moving. Do it confidentially. Do it lovingly. At the same time, do it intentionally. I think so many people I've heard over the years that leave, leave with feelings. Don't do that. Be intentional. Visit us at theintentionallife.com. Yeah, that's a whole uh, program right there. How do you leave your church and uh, why and how do you handle that? And Wow, we'll get to that someday. Not on the eve of Thanksgiving, however. Tell me, Parky, what are the big plans for the Thompson family for Thanksgiving? Well, we're staying close to home. Part of my family is traveling up to stay with my mom, but my wife and I and oldest daughter, her husband, are staying put here in uh, Georgia, just... uh, taking it easy this time and spending time with family. Yeah, that's good. And maybe a little football. Well, that's a little football too. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely <laughs> we'll definitely watch Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we don't we don't uh, we don't talk about our football team here very much, so that's another issue. <laughs> All right, we're talking about finances. What do you think? Before I get, hang on Barbara, get to your question in a moment. Uh, the cryptocurrency thing is in the news every day now. And I know some people have really drawn into it. I, I frankly, I'm, I just don't, I don't understand how you can have something that doesn't exist uh, create wealth, but that's another whole issue. Uh, but what do you think about cryptocurrency and what's going on? That's the same thing I feel about it. I mean, the truth is 
there are some players that know about that. There's some people who made some money on it. There's no question about it. But now you've got a lot of people that are feeling some pain as of last week. And I think there's too many unknowns with that. And we've already talked about people and their debt and trying to build their future and so, so forth. I, I've never encouraged anybody to get involved in crypto. And quite frankly, I've never encouraged them to get into anything that they don't know about and that they can't really explain to a fifth grader and that fifth grader understand of what they're investing into. Crypto is one of those things. I just don't encourage people to get into it whatsoever. I do have some clients that have dabbled in it. Uh, and, and for each one that, that have done that, I've asked them, what is your exit strategy and when is it? Mm-hmm. And for most people that, well, I just want to earn as much as I can. When is that going to be? I don't know if they were in this particular uh, crypto thing that went belly up this past week. Uh, or not. But the truth is, if they were, then their exit strategy wasn't where it needed <laughs> to be. And and just don't be risky you, 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 unless you've got money to throw away. And I don't know very many people who do. There are some. I don't know very many people who do have money to throw away. Don't get into that or any or anything else. Yeah, if you don't under, I have taken the policy. If you don't understand it, you either spend the time to understand it or stay away from it because uh, you can yeah. get you can get bit housing. Uh, someone's maybe renting, their lease is coming up sometime in the next year. Uh, what do you think? Is this a time that people should be thinking of getting into a house or not? Well, I, I don't think it's a bad time necessarily to start thinking about that, but putting your thinking into action. Begin to save up money. I mean, here's one of the things that we didn't learn over the last 15 years or so ago. You, you need to buy into a house, right? Some of us, I'm looking around, you know, the people that, that are here today, uh, we're old enough to remember when you had to have 20% down to be able mm-hmm. to buy a house. You bought mm-hmm. equity into that house. You, you essentially owned one-fifth of that house when you looked at it. And today, today you can get a um, a mortgage at 0%. And so how do we get away? How do we get practical with our finances? Save up money for a down payment. Try to save up as much as you can. Interest rates across the country, I think the average is just over 7%. That's crazy high, especially in the last year, looking yeah. at that. Take this opportunity to really look at that and simply say, what can I do to be saving to be able to take advantage as these housing prices come down? You alluded to the fact that houses in your neighborhood, the for sale signs are up and they're staying up longer. Same thing in mind for my real estate clients. They're saying, hey, things aren't moving as fast as they used to. That means price adjustments. There's new houses in our subdivision. For some of them here, they're, they're very expensive. $200,000 more than what we paid for our house. But there's one house that they just started construction right around the corner. It's $100,000 less than some of the other ones. Why would I have mm. a customer coming in, a, a new home buyer, why would I pay you know this amount for this one when I can get this one for $100,000 less? It's things like that that's going to drive the price down. Be patient, but be aggressive in your saving and preparing for that and realizing here's what I can afford, not more than I can afford. I don't want to get into that, but making sure we're being intentional with all of our money, especially in the housing market. Absolutely. Good, good counsel. Let's go to back to the phones. Uh, Barb is on the line in Arizona. I think she has a question for us. Hey, Barb, how you doing? Great. Good. What's your question today? I just, oh, I was just working on um, budgeting between um, several kids for Christmas, and we try to always make it even. Mm. Um, sometimes that's always such a challenge. Um, some don't, I think sometimes I don't always feel like we're even. Um, we have some that are kind of wanting to give up on Christmas because of the finances and all that. But um, so I guess my I thought about maybe we maybe if we're not even on certain things, then we'll maybe do a little extra for somebody else at a birthday. 
um, instead or something like that. And, and, and then we try to ask kids what they need. Sometimes, you know, we can't always meet all of their needs, which is a little frustrating too, but. Are your kids frustrated my, with you guys or is this your own issue that they, you struggle they, with? They are a little bit frustrated at times with us. They have expressed and we, we've also set boundaries. Um, um, we have set budgets my, and it's, you mean they're frustrated that you're not like, why did you do that for him and not for me type of thing? It, it has been brought up, yes, here and there. Uh-huh. But it hasn't been, um, so that's a little frustrating for us, but we keep our boundaries. We keep our, you know, it's not like we would ever, anybody's hurting at all. But, you know, people are making choices. All of us make budgeting choices that we all agree and disagree and, you know, with. Are these kids, are these adults or are these young children? All adults. All adults. All adults. Okay. Yeah, Barky, this is uh, uh, that's an interesting thing. I would I would thinking your your adult children comparing what you're doing for they probably do as human nature I suppose, but um, trying well, to be equal. I may, to everybody. I may actually be I may actually be contributing to this because I mean my you know my husband's great with a budget and goes straight by it. I go by the budget and I do a little bit extra, not a whole lot extra, because <laughs> I I show a little bit of a. Oh, I want to give you this little extra gift. I want to give you this little extra gift. And it's little things. I mean, not to put us in financial debt or anything, but I push well, it. And, and Barb, um, Barb and can I, I ask feel you like a I'm showing love by, I feel, feel like I'm showing love by giving them gifts. Okay. And so I, right. I'm trying to, and then when no. they say things like, you know, you didn't, you did more for this person. Well, then I get a little frustrated. I so. would think so. Uh, Parky, go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, Barb said a whole lot there, and especially there at the end when she talks about knowing their love language. It sounds like like a lot of them want gifts, and that's their love language, and you're trying to meet that. And maybe it's your love language that you've started that it's, in the it's past. It's my but, love language. You know, it's my love language. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's not atypical. That, that That's just something that we've and, got to be I, aware of. I actually you have know, one. I, I, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I was going to say I have one child that says, don't get me gifts. And that's killing me because I'm like, that's my <laughs> yeah, love language. Yeah. Oh right. my gosh. That's, that's a fairness that. thing. Yeah. I understand that. But, but 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 you've given a lot to unpack there, and you know I, I think one of the first things you said that some of them are ready to give up on Christmas, and I think you can look at that in so many different ways. And and I, I think I understand what you're saying there. But the truth is, we can't give up on Christmas. We, we we've got two great examples when you come to finances and, and gift giving. All right. Uh, number one, the greatest gift that can ever be given is what God gave us in his son. We'll never be able to match that gift. It doesn't matter who we're giving what. We're trying to outgive from last year what they're going to give us. But the truth is we'll never be able to outgive God. Okay. The second example that we've got is the United States Congress, all right, who continue to mismanage every one of our tax dollars that we, I won't even say send their way, that they take from us and look at that. And they continuously kick that can down the road. Somebody has to be the adult in the room. Somebody has to do it. Now, my, my assumption was, as you were talking, as you were talking about younger children, clearly that's not the case. But the truth is you can be an example. Even though you may not be teaching your young children, you be, can be an example to your adult children and how you manage your money and how you don't give into society and this commercialism and so forth, that you're managing your boundaries and what you're going to do with money. And I would tell you, Proverbs chapter 2, is train a child you go to the next person that says the rich ruleth over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. All right. So while your kids may be adults, you guys standing your ground, being on the same page and living within 
what you're going to do for Christmas, helping your kids understand. And, and one of the things is, and I, I hear this a lot of times from people, is it comes up to Christmas time and they were unaware that this was going to happen. Start setting those expectations earlier mm-hmm. and maintain. Yep. Your expectations. To your point, I'm not saying your husband's right in that budget amount. You guys figure that out. But when you guys agree on that budget amount, I would encourage you to stick to it. And don't say, well, you know, this one can use this little bit. Try to stick to your plan because it's going to be beneficial to you yep. and to them both. Yep. Uh, absolutely. And I, I would add, too, that probably your kids have known this over the years because you're a good mom and you're a gift giver. And maybe they have taken advantage of that and they know what buttons to push. And that becomes a little competitive thing between each of them. But setting those clear expectations is really important. Quick break. We're going to come back with a final comment today. And I think the very first question we should ask every morning when we get up is, why am I here? Why am I here? I don't mean, why am I here, you know, in this place today? (laughs) That's a good question, too. But a greater question is, why am I alive in the 21st century? Why did God allow me to be here in 2022? What is my purpose? What is the reason for my existence? Hmm. That is a powerful question. It's a deep question. It's an important question. It's one of five questions in this month's lesson from Intentional Living for all of our members. If you're not a part of the team, come and join us. Be a part of Intentional Living today. We need you. We appreciate your support as we approach the end of this uh, calendar year. At uh, All you have to do is go to theintentionallife.com, click on that little donate icon, and come and join us. Parky Thompson, my friend, I got 60 seconds before we wrap it up. I want you to take us home. One piece of advice for people moving in through the holidays into 2023 that may be uh, their one thing for this next year. Well, I would tell you, let's focus on right now. And two days from now is Black Friday, mm-hmm. right? Don't get caught up in all the ads. All right. Make sure you've got a plan. Make sure you're only looking for what you need. We've talked a lot about a lot of gift giving here today. Stay focused on what you should be doing and use cash and only cash. It will keep you on track. My family, those that are closest to me will tell you I'm a Black Friday addict. All right. But I live on a plan, only get what I need. You know, sometimes we could argue about that need. But but the truth is, stay focused and start it now. Don't let the holiday season even get you off track another day. Stay focused on what you should be mm-hmm. doing. And when you shop, put blinders on. If you got a goal, stick, you know, stay on focus here. Yes. Because <laughs> I see, you can yes. see people, the wanderers that go into the store. Yep. And they always put the stuff. Have your piece of paper. That's right. They always put what you know you want it way in the back. So you got to go through all the other aisles to get there. Lots of interesting things. Yep. Don't take a basket yep. with you either. All right. <laughs> we got to wrap it up. You have a great Thanksgiving, Parky. Uh, thank you for being a part of the show today. Thank you for your help today and yesterday. And uh, God bless you and your family. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Merry that does it for a Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's right. It's coming just a month, just a month away. Uh, and of course, for me, uh, Christmas takes on a special meaning because it's my birthday. And when I was a kid, it was exciting. But at this stage, I'm not quite as excited for every December 25th. Christmas, yes. The birth of Christ, yes. The celebration, fantastic. But the birthdays, not quite so much. That's another issue. Uh, so, I, But we do hope uh, my wife Donna and I and our team here, Jennifer and Andrew and Stephen, the rest of our team, uh, we wish you a great Thanksgiving weekend. Have a safe weekend. We'll be back again tomorrow 
We're always here. We'll be here again tomorrow with more intentional living over the weekend as well. And coming up next week, a special week uh, coming up next week, we'll be sharing with you an opportunity to get involved in the ministry to help us move into 2023 strong to reach more people for Christ. To find out more about intentional living and how to have this pain reliever of intentional living in your life, uh, go to theintentionallife.com. Have a great day and don't eat too much. We'll see you next time.